Oh yeah. What's going down, people? Yeah. It felt like, you know, we 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 should ease in nice and smooth this week. Because I think it's a bit of a spiritual episode. But um let's start things off as we do with the UK box office for the weekend of the 29th of May to the 2nd of June. So at number 10 we have The Hustle. At number 9 Poor Patrol Mighty Pups. At number 8 still in the top 10 we've got Avengers Endgame. At number 7 we have Ma. At number 6 John Wick Chapter 3 Penabellum. A review is coming in the upcoming weeks, people. So stay tuned for that. At number five, we have Pokemon Detective Pikachu. At number four, Rocket Man, the Elton John biography. At number three, The Secret Life of Pets 2. At number two, Godzilla King of the Monsters. And at number one, Disney is just killing it this year. It's Aladdin. Okay, so this week, um, I've got a review and an interview. So, um, look, I'm going to be reviewing Medicine Buddha, which is an award-winning documentary from... Um, director Benjamin Johns and it it's about basically the Karma Lama Natasbolji who is he's the leader of the Buddhist faith in Mongolia um, so yeah so I've got that documentary as well as an interview with both Johns and Karma Lama, which um yeah, it was it was really fascinating. Um like you know it, it we, we tried to work it out. We managed to find a time that worked. Like at the beginning I thought it was gonna be both. Then word came it was only gonna be Johns. But at the last minute Karma Lama was able to join us. So um yeah Really, I was really happy with that, and hopefully, you're you're going to enjoy that interview. So let's start off with the review, okay? So I've just watched the new documentary from filmmaker uh, Benjamin Jones. Um, this is his third uh, featured documentary. And it's on, um, well, it's called Medicine Buddha. And it's on the leader of the Buddhist faith in Mongolia, uh, Karma Lama Natoskoborji. Um, and it's 
like the gist of it is this okay so it was shot over four weeks in temperatures falling to minus 35 degrees this one-of-a-kind documentary is an extraordinary cinematic portrait of the renowned mongolian buddhist leader karma lama and the beauty of mongolia both faith and science are explored as the viewers are immersed in Lama's electric, relentless humanitarian efforts. These include his work in the Monba Datsun Traditional Medicine Central Hospital, his Manba Datsun Monastery, and the Otush Monarakaba University. This, de- this depiction of the Lama's life of focused charity reaches beyond geographical barriers to address humankind itself. Uh, yet this is really, it's just a fascinating piece that um, John's put together with his cinematographer Jerry Vasbenta. Um, and they managed to get uh, Sir Ben Kinsley to um, do the narration of the piece as well. So, yeah, you know, I, I think that will probably bring a- attention to this work, you know, because Kinsley is renowned. Um, like, the uh, you know, Karma Lama was born on the 9th of April 1957. So, you know, he, he's not, like, he's not a young man. Um, and we're seeing him in this documentary do so much, which is remarkable. Remarkable for someone of his age. Um, the documentary seems to be split into kind of three parts, as it were. Like, the first part... Uh, looks at um, the Lunar New Year and the celebrations around that, which does seem to be like it's it's the perfect introduction to all of this, because so we have um, yeah, Karma Lama, um, he, he's he's at the um, the Mats Manba Datsun Monastery. Um, giving services and we get to witness that so you see that and then you see him at at his home with his his relatives and his friend who you know flew over from London so yeah it just kind of fit all together that he was around so we get to see them like celebrating in the traditional way, eating traditional foods, drinking this fermented milk, um, traditional drink. So we get to see all of this and just these varied celebrations, um, which are fascinating. And the amount of different people that come together for this, you know, there's, like, a famous, um, award-winning, like, composer that comes to, um, put on this, this 
world-renowned piece of Mongolian music, and yo, know, it's 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 a fascinating sound. It's like this is the thing you you hear this traditional music within this documentary, and yeah. It's nice, man. I have to say, you. It's it's really. It just seems soothing, and it kind of just washes over you. But yeah, you know, it, it it's just a a really interesting insight into Karma Lama's life that we get to see here. Like the next part is um, yeah, it's it's around medicine. Because, so not only is Karma Lama the leader of the Buddhist faith in Mongolia, he's also a top doctor. Which, yeah, like, I don't know, you you don't, I think, look at him and think, oh, yeah, doctor. But yeah, he's a top doctor um, in Mongolia. So, you then get to see... Um, like the the connection between medicine and Buddhism, Buddhi, la, 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 and Buddhism, 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 yes, no, <laughs> that's the one. Um, I I think one of the 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 fascinating things is, like, also you learn um Buddhism is, it it yo it it was banned. For so long in um, Mongolia, which which is crazy, you know, um, yeah. So you know because of the connections with the USSR, you know they were a a communist um, a communist country for a, while, a good while, um, which is. Um, yeah, like, I don't think you you would understand that. Because, you know, I think the, the most people kind of know about Mongolia is Genghis Khan. And the footprint he has had on the world. Because the amount of people he killed, like, he, you know, changed the makeup. Of so many countries and lands, which is insane, and you can track and, and uh, you know the Mongolians they spread so far that you know uh, so many people in the world have Mongolian DNA, which is crazy. It's, it's fascinating, but um, yeah, you know, like we learned that. You know, in 1990, there's a democratic revolution in the country. It's a very peaceful revolution as well. You know, the leaders kind of... Like, the USSR is dissolved. So, like, you know, medical aid and, and all, you know, monies coming from that have stopped. And the leaders figured, look, the children are the future of this country. Um, so they should be the future of change within this country, and yeah, everything happened from there. 
which is um yeah it, it's it's fascinating you know it, it it's like um ink one of the original Nambadatsun monasteries was destroyed in 1938 and traditional medicine and buddhism had been banned for around 70 years so when the country made the shift in 1990 one of the first things that was established was an, a new traditional medicine university um which was the Ucha Manramba University. So this was established. Um, and I think people felt that it, it, you know, it was the modern generation's Mamba Datsan monastery. You know, because like the, the the one that was destroyed practiced medicine and merged it with buddhism and so now that's what this university was doing um but you know because yeah everything was banned for so long a lot of the traditional learnings had been destroyed and lost so they were starting from scratch. This was a a, a new way, a new way forward, um, and the university, it was, you know, around four specialists. So Mongolian traditional medicine, pharmacy, traditional nursing, and Buddhism. You know, the students study for six years, and leave with a BA in traditional Mongolian medicine which concentrates and this is a fascinating thing it concentrates on healing without antibiotics which is yeah I mean that just it's crazy right um and a lot of the the study and medicine is plant-based like one of the things you learn is um you know they're currently kind of focusing on these two plants the names are long i'd butcher them so i'm not even going to mention them but yeah there's these two plants and they're developing medicines from them that can cure cancer and they're having really good results which is just yeah it, it, it's it's crazy it, it's so fascinating you would never have realized this you know like the university is it, getting a, a roughly about 100 students a year with a 50 percent pass rate you know and yeah it's, it's like this insight that we get into all of this it's like you know so the um university it, it's all kind of around medicine buddha and within medicine buddha there's 44 vowels and the doctors chant these every morning every morning the doctors chant these and they encourage the patients to come as well because it's kind of it helps you relax 
facts and gain belief in what is happening which has they found speeds up recovery which is like you know you would never have because you know what we kind of understand is you know big farmer and you have to take all these medicines and and this is the only way forward but what medicine buddha kind of explains is this connection between the buddhist faith and healing and you know it's around more than more than the western world would have you know which yeah it's it's mind blowing when you see all of this and and you see it in action it's like there's a reverence around the karma lama everyone you know they talk about what he brings to the country and what they've learned from him and i don't know like everyone is smiling everyone they come across extremely um sincere like you know obviously you kind of think ah well they would say that they're on camera but there is this sincerity in like you know what everyone has to say so you're just like you know what i'm hey i'm not doubting this and it's funny because i remember um a a place i worked you know one of our members was um a cuban um hospital and you know from the work i did with them you didn't find out that they like um <clears throat> so births childbirths they have a hundred percent rate of childbirth they don't lose babies when they're born and this is cuba so cuba is not a big country but the 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 leaps that they had made medically were just mind-blowing you're mind-blowing when you compare that to the rest of the world so you know hearing all of this that's going on in mongolia yeah i can't doubt it you know like on paper yeah you'd think no like buddhism and and medit no that's not going together that won't work but yeah, you, I don't think you can doubt it. Like, you know, they talk about the research that has gone into everything. And, like, Karma Lama is, you know, he... he we, we see him come to London to give a talk on this whole kind of concept. And, and you know, he's got links around the world... He goes to speak around the world. So you kind of would feel that if this was just hocus pocus, tomfoolery, as it were, like, he'd be, you know what I mean, called out. He'd be called out. 
But no, like people, yo, know, are just kind of in reverence of what he has to say. So it just makes you think, right? And that is the thing about this documentary. It really makes you think. You know, we get this window into um, Buddhism and the Mongolian way of life. And it's fascinating. It really, it really is. And so, yeah, the last part of the um, documentary, we have Karmalama going on a... um, a pilgrimage back to his home place, you know, where he was born, um, which, you know, they, they, they call these districts Sums, um, S-O-U-M, uh, so yeah, we see him go back to this place, um, and on the way, like, there's a, 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 a destroyed monastery, and we see them, like, pray, and and chant there which is like this part is um like again it's just fascinating because we have these vast vistas and and we see like karma lama and um you know like his relatives and other leaders that are with him and they're like just walking and it, it, it is such a contrast because, like, it, there's so much snow everywhere. And they're in these colourful, bright robes. And they're sitting around. Sitting around in the snow. In the snow. This is like, you know, the only other person I've seen do that is, like, Winhoff. So we see them. They're in the snow and they're chanting. And it doesn't seem to affect them, which is crazy. But yeah, so then he 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 goes back, um, you know, to where he where he's born, and the governors and leaders of of the place are there to meet him, even though he arrives at crazy o'clock. So they're there to meet him, and yeah, again because it's still tied into. The um the lunar New Year celebrations, so we get to see you know kind of this village life and how things are looked on there, which again it look it's just fascinating, you know they're in the girt and you know he he's he's talking with everyone. And, like, yeah, everyone has just come, come from all over the place to hear him talk, to be in his presence, which, you know, it's, like, yeah, it's so interesting, you know, it's so interesting, because you think, how many people in this day and age kind of garner that respect? There's, I mean, there's not many, right? There's not many that could get all of these people to come, and 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 so yeah, we're seeing all of this kind of stuff and how Buddhism kind of 
is this way of life for everyone and and how everyone is you know embraces it and how it then impacts lives and impacts things like medicine which yeah look it's it's all it's a fascinating documentary i mean i did struggle with it because as you would imagine it's all subtitled for the most part you know so like Kamalama is a slow speaker which is very helpful but a lot of the other people are not so there was a lot of rewinding uh yeah which i mean rewinding in the digital you know when you're watching something on your computer trying to rewind that's difficult it's not the easiest thing in the world so yeah there was that and um unfortunately and it and it's an issue i have with subtitles a lot of the time i mean most of the time to be honest they're just on the background you know so they're on the the background of whatever is on screen so when you know it's a light background or snow oh that makes it really difficult to to read man yeah that i mean that's the uh, that was my biggest complaint with all of this i just wish i just wish the subtitles had been better i mean to be honest i wish it was dubbed <laughs> that would have made it so much easier for me um but the fact that this to be honest right if something, most of the time, I can't, well, I won't watch subtitles because it kills my eyes. It's a strain. So the fact that I watched the whole of this documentary, like it's an hour, it's roughly about an hour and 40 minutes. I ain't going to lie, it took me considerably longer than that. So the fact that I committed all of this time to watching it, shows how fascinating it is and yeah i think john's really did kind of key into something that will captivate you you know i think yeah he, he did a very good job in just letting it breathe you know letting like just the true kind of essence of everything come out and for us to learn about so much. You know, because as I said, it's not just the medicine. We also learn about, you know, just how Mongolia became this. Which is fascinating. I would never have known. So, I, I, I think, look, if you're a fan of um, thought-provoking documentaries. If you're a fan of alternative medicine. If you're a fan of Buddhism, I think this this is definitely something for you. It's definitely a piece that you will want to watch. So yeah, it, it it's Medicine Buddha, and um, 
yeah, definitely, people, check it out. Okay, so I hope you found that interesting. And, um, you know, it's always nice to get an insight into these things, right? Because, look, I'm just reviewing from, like, my point of view. And, um, you know, I, I was... You know, it's subtitles. Subtitles, I have issues. I have issues and problems with that. So, um, hey, what's great is hearing from the director of a piece to find out, like, what went into the making of and, you know, just what the process was. So that's what we're going to do right now. We're going to go to an interview that took place at the BAFTA building. Um, very nice as well, I have to say. It's first time in there, real nice. Um, so yeah, took place there with Benjamin Johns and Karma Lama. Um, so yeah, um, I think the sound it goes a little bit in places. And Karma Lama, he's very soft spoken, but hey, I, I I don't think there should be any issues with it. Um, I hope you find it as fascinating as as it was for me to do it. Uh, so yeah, here we go, people. Enjoy. Okay, so I'm here with Benjamin John and Karma Lama, and um, we're talking about Benjamin's new feature documentary film, Medicine Buddha, which is about. Kamalama. So, um, Benjamin, th- like this is your second feature documentary, I believe. Uh, it's actually third. Third. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> my bad on the research. Um, but how did this come about? You know, what what made you decide to make a a documentary about Kamalama? Well, um, I'd been I'd made a documentary in uh, Australia. Um, and that was a spiritual uh, documentary about an Austra- Australian Aboriginal elder. And then I was looking at what, documentary-wise, because um, I also work in, in drama, uh, what I was going to do next. And for me, at this stage in my career, I've got to have a story and a character, a main character, that really uh, I feel really compelled that I want to make a film uh, about them and that I feel that's going to resonate with a with an audience, of course. Um, and I'd been interested in Mongolia as a, as a, as a place, as a culture, from uh, previously when I made a feature film called Traveller. And one of the m- main characters was a Mongolian horseman. Um, and... So I did quite a lot of research into Mongolia mm-hmm. um, and the culture and thought this would be a, a really interesting uh, culture and uh, place to make, make a film. So then, obviously, you know, Ripple dissolved several years later um, and uh, I got to know, know about Hamalama um, through a, um, so, uh, someone who is a colleague of of Lama's. And um, I did some research into him and 
found I thought he'd make a really interesting subject uh, for film. Uh, so then we made a proposal to him. Um, would he be interested in in making such a film? Because of course, for you know the person who the main subject, it's a huge investment on their time. Mm. Yeah. Um, would he be interested in in doing a film? And shared some of my previous work, and we we came to, you know, he he was happy to participate. Uh, so, you know, then we started, you know, the process of obviously securing the funding, and then then you're actually into pre-production and um, and so on and so forth. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, Kamalama, what did you think when you were approached about? possibly having a documentary film made about yourselves. What was your kind of thought about that? So I'm very happy to participate in this uh, documentary film because Mongolia is also really rich history about uh, Buddhism and traditional medical system. Uh, for example, traditional medical system is maybe 5,000 years historical. Uh, culture we know about it. So that's why uh, Benjamin and other group people visited to Mongolia and uh, do medicine Buddha, this such nice film. So we are very happy and also people can to see from this film Mongolian culture and especially traditional medical system and other Mongolian natural yeah, mm -hmm. they can see a lot of historical things. Yeah, yeah. Um, with the, you know, so you're thinking, yeah, this would be a good idea, but the the access side of it, we like, was there anything you were kind of hesitant about um, having filmed? Um, yeah, this uh, film is also especially what part of my working and part of my life. So, but it's uh, this film is very important. I think this film can be important uh, for Mongolian culture to introduce mm -hmm. other countries, people. Because Mongolia is a big historical place, yeah, but it's yeah. uh, people maybe don't know very much. And also, especially this modern time, is also traditional medical system is really important in our universe. So that's why people can understand uh, what is really traditional medical system, how to help, how to treat people, how to this culture comes way, how we can uh training younger generations okay no yeah definitely that makes sense um benjamin when you so you, you did your research and you think it yeah this would be a good idea but how did you decide the approach for the documentary how did the starting point the beats of it how you were going to end it how like how long did that visualization take for you um, well, with the, the film, uh, we did a fairly short pre-production trip before principal photography, 
and that was obviously building a relationship with Hamalama. And also for me, I always like to approach my documentaries a bit like a drama, so I'm looking for different characters mm -hmm. to weave into the story. So that was really essential part of the process. And then I came back from Mongolia with all this information and a, a load of photos, and then put together a plan. But of course, documentary being what it is, there's a, there's a, it doesn't, you know, you, you set out with a, with a plan and you don't stick to a plan the same way that you would if it's a drama and you've got a script. So things can change and evolve. But essentially, we were looking to map out, kind of cover three main areas. Um, one, and, and that's actually how then, of course, again, in documentary, um, a, lot of this, a lot of it comes together in, in the edit. Uh, you know, you've got your ingredients and then it's stitching it together. Yeah. Um, but I was, I was mindful that we were kind of going to have three sections which would be then woven together. So the, because also dates and timing depict a lot of that. So we turned up and it was the start of Lunar New Year. So we had covering, covering the rich cultural activities around Lunar New Year in Alambatar and the surrounds and getting to know Lama um, as, as a person. Um, and then, so that was kind of like part one. And then part two uh, is uh, the sort of more like the business end, which is Lama's kind of work in the, in the city mm -hmm. with his <coughs> organization and the life and work in the city. Um, and then part three was, is then for me the most, you know, sort of, exciting element is going on the pilgrimage to his homeland, which is in Zafkan province, which is a remote area. So we spent a week there, you know, going to different places, including the place of Hamalama's birth, um, uh, which was an incredible experience um, and something I'll, I'll never forget. So we take people on that journey so they get the different elements through his eyes um, and, you know, ending in, in the wilderness of Mongolia, which really is what Westerners perceive Mongolia to be, is, is, yeah. is that kind of wilderness, the steppe, and, and the vast um, open spaces. Yeah, I, I think, you know, if you say Mongolia to most people, Yengis Khan is the only thing that they really kind of know about it. So it's kind of an interesting thing that you've made this piece and especially it's focusing like it's looking at the medical kind of side of it so medicine buddha was that always going to be your title how did that kind of come to you um no it wasn't we we it wasn't going to always be the title and of course titles are important um for me they normally come at somewhere in the post-production process on on documentaries with a drama, it's different. You normally have your title from a from a script stage. Um, so we had an open mind and we toyed with a number of different titles. But ultimately, it you know because Hamalama, his his uh, school of Buddhism is centered around the Medicine Buddha, mm. because they have the monastery, which is a Mambadatsan, which is a healing monastery and they have a hospital and a, and a university, and they all work together. So it seemed to be 
um, the, 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 the relevant title, um, which is quite a bold title because, you know, you're kind of saying the Medicine Buddha, um, but hopefully that works for us. Yeah, no, I, I, I think it, it makes you take note, you know what I mean? So I, I think it's the pull factor to get people to have interest in it. And once you see the title and you start to read up about the film, you're like, oh, this, this is really interesting. So, I th- you know, I think, it, I think it works. I mean, for you, Karma Lama, um, Buddhism and medicine, like, are they, you know, the link between the two of them, how is that for you? Do they, are they like brother and sister, cousins? Like, what, what is that link? So, this film is very important because, you see, this Mongolia, there are four seasons. We are keeping and uh, we leaving people under the four seasons going on according natural way. So that's why this film is also happened in the winter time. Mm-hmm. So that time the season was very cold and uh, very some is very difficult, uh, how to say, to shooting and uh, everything. So that's why these people come and do these people. Another thing is uh, this Buddha teaching is uh, five uh, big knowledge and the small five knowledge. So that's why including this biggest five knowledge also medical system. So that's why we are learning from Buddha teachings and medicine teachings in the before our BC. Yes. Mongolia is a Hunu state. Since that time, Mongolia is also studying in Buddhism and uh, Buddhism came to Mongolia. So since that time, we are also learning bu- Buddhism and also especially medical system. So that's why this uh, Buddha uh, teachings and medicine teachings is also uh, connected each other, very unique, and also because this Buddha teachings is how to uh, to save and body and mind, uh, especially medicine system also about uh, how to helping body and mind and how to we can understand the ignorance because uh, human being have ignorance, so that's why we do a lot of bad things. Uh, so that's why we have also happened sicknesses, body sicknesses and mind sicknesses. So that's why this medicine Buddha teaching says how to save, how to help uh, body and mind. Okay. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Interesting. And what were the difficulties in making this? Well, um, good question. It's, I mean, you know, there's a lot of things that could have gone wrong um, on the film. And thankfully, um, not, not, we didn't really have, you know, major issues. Pro- the, the, the thing that um, was kind of the most significant thing, which was very early on in the shoot, was that um, in going th- 
when we, on our journey out to Mongolia, uh, when we actually went through China, and there'd been a new law about carrying batteries, and we'd followed the correct procedure, yeah, yeah. but there was a new security company, and basically they took nine of our camera batteries and um, confiscated them. We tried to get them back, including having a friend of a friend go to the office of the company that had confiscated them mm -hmm. to then find out that they'd been destroyed or oh. told they'd been destroyed. So, but luckily, we had some batteries betwe between me, the cinematographer, um, uh, and, and uh, the co-producer who was with us. Um, we had some enough batteries, right. yeah. and then we were able to hire some on the ground. So, it, it, you know, we managed to operate. Um, it just kind of mean there's a few times when we had to be mindful about the, the battery use. Mm. So that was kind of the biggest thing that went wrong, um, which obviously then we had to have try and claim on the insurance, but then they wouldn't cover it, and so then we had to we had to cover it out of the contingency in the budget. So. Um, but other than that, um, you know, it, it, we, we were blessed. And, you know, I'm very, um, you know, for with especially the pilgrimage in Zafkan province, we were ha in the hands of the lo very skilled local drivers and also the pow powerful prayers from Lama to keep us safe because temperatures outside was like minus 25, dropping to minus 30 at night. And we're f literally making our own way through snow and ice in these, you know, jeeps with big tires, mm. um, finding our own, you know, because it's not roads. You're yeah. finding your own way yeah, through. Yeah. And we're on the cusp of winter going into spring. So the kind of some of it was ice, some of it was melted, mixed with mud. Mm. So it was challenging, to say the least. So, you know, I'm very grateful that we, obviously everything was fine. And what was really nice was that the local governor of the area they call it a zoom which is like almost like a like a like a county um and geographically they can be huge areas so so the, the zoom of lama's zoom governor sent with us for the whole journey his boys in an old russian jeep just to make sure if something did happen like if one of our trucks went over or got stuck in a snowdrift that they could get us out and we'd be okay so they went with us for the whole whole trip, oh, damn, that's really which which is yeah, which is great. Um, so t yeah, to answer the question, it, it, we were very blessed. Uh, the cinematographer got had a, had a brief bout of uh, stomach upset, um, but that was about it. We 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 were f we were fine, and also, you know, you got the transportation of the kit all the way to Mongolia because we and we had it on a carne. Apart from the battery issue um, and a couple of da damages on cases, you know, all the kit came back fine. Um, which again, you know, when you think that you've got cameras down to minus 30, um, we, were, we were very lucky. Yeah, no, definitely. How big of a crew do you take on something like this? Well, we had quite a, s a small crew, really. Um, uh, cinematographer Jerry Vaspenta, um, came obviously from here but then crew wise we recruited Mongolians because um, obviously then we didn't have to travel them and uh, or accommodate them mm. so we had a Mongolian crew of about five um, and a translator obviously for me because I don't speak <laughs> Mongolian 
Um, and she was with us the whole time and she sort of doubled as a bit of a production assistant. Um, and we had a, a crew bus with a, a driver who was, you know, on the job the whole time. So that was with us apart from when we went to Zavkan and then we had these Jeeps that I mentioned. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's good to, if you can get reliable local crew, that's obviously a good thing to do. Yeah. Um, and uh, it worked in this, in this case. We, we had some really good crew. Okay. How was it getting financing for this? Was it trickier being, you know, around Buddhism and medicine? Like, or, or did you find it, you know, no trickier than other things? Um, yeah, it's, it actually came together fairly quickly. Um, I, was, I was lucky in the sense that I'd been talking to a particular um, company film fi that finances films and you know they'd they'd seen my previous work and liked it and we sort of had an ongoing dialogue and then you know it, it came together relatively quickly it doesn't normally happen like that um and you know i've had other experiences where it can take a lot longer um so this this was 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 pretty smooth in that sense and in fact it was uh you know a one-stop shop so I wasn't having to go and piece the finance together from different places. Uh, no, that's good. Um, okay, Karma, um, what would you hope for, you know, to get from this film? Like, and how, where would you want it to lead? Like, once it's all said and done and it's premiered and it's out there, how would you like the message to grow and build upon, you know, this work? Yeah. I think this film also very important things is uh, exchanging different countries, cultural and uh, heritage. Uh, another one thing is uh, because uh, medicine Buddha teachings uh, very important uh, in this time. So that's why many people in this world also interesting to learning and make meditations, medicine Buddha teachings. Also, many monasteries and monks can do starting medicine Buddha teachings and the meditations. So that's why it is. It's very very important sentence, mm -hmm. and I think uh, this. Uh, I think maybe when the people can to see this film, they they can also understanding what is the really Mongolian tradition medical system and also how to unique Buddhism and medicine and uh, how to it is very, very uh, important to helping other people. Mm. This uh, health system is very, very important. Who have really health is, we are happy. So that's uh, who is have sickness, how we can to help, how we can to save and uh, how we can to them long life. Yeah. And by mind and also body uh -huh. so mm -hmm. that's why it is uh, we can every day we can do see patients and also not only Mongolians we can to treat it, uh, different countries people so that's why we, they know about how to result is coming 
how to it's very important medicine because this is organic and natural yeah. treatments yeah, yeah, yeah. we are not just only uh, because this uh, healing this is uh, tradition mongolian medicine is really good connected uh, scientific we do a lot of researches and it is the result is really good okay so oh, splendid. yeah thanks yeah. now that's that's great that's great uh, benjamin i know we've got time constraints so just quickly um have we got distribution for this like where will people be able to watch your film Sure. Um, we uh, have a sales agent who are uh, the worldwide sales agent for the film, Shoreline Entertainment. They're very established in the business. And we have a distribution deal um, for the UK, uh, Canada, and the USA. I can't say at the moment who it's with, but it is with a um, very significant uh, US distributor um, of quality films and um, it will be going out on uh, DVD, uh, VOD and uh, um, you know on online platforms mm -hmm. um, so that should be announced in the next couple of weeks um, I was hoping we'd be able to announce the fuller detail of it but mm -hmm. um, people will be able to to see it uh, soon um, through you know online platforms okay splendid I'll, um, I'll put your details in the uh, information of the episode so they can follow you and look at your website so they'll know when when this will be hitting yeah. but um yeah no this has been extremely interesting thank you both very much for your time I appreciate it thank you thank you for your interview thanks Okay, people, hopefully you, um, yeah, hope you found all of this very interesting, this episode, you know, it's not every week that we focus on Buddhism, but yeah, there you go, Medicine Buddha, um, so, uh, yeah, let's end it with a little bit of news, right, so, uh, last year, Towards the end of last year, word came out that J.J. Abrahams was looking to strike a, a mega deal with a studio where he'd combine his films, his TV work, video games, theme parks, digital, a host of different kind of content. Um, and, you know, as you'd imagine, all the big players were kind of linked to the situation Disney, Universal Netflix, Apple Warner Brothers so words has come out that um, it's looking like Warner might be um, yeah might be in the lead to land this huge deal um, like you know I don't know, there's no other indication, but, um, but you know, because you think about it, like, it's, I think in the piece I've looked at, it, it's saying that Warners can offer him different platforms to bring out this content, but, you know, so could Disney, 
so could Universal. Like most of the big studios are bringing out a streaming service. So, you know, it, 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 it's just like they and Disney and Universal both have games departments, animation. So all of that kind of stuff. Like Netflix is the dark, like you probably say Netflix and Apple are the dark horses. Because they're, you know, mainly streaming. Now, they, they've started to release things um, in the theater. But, you know, that's not their overall business. And, you know, there, there's no kind of attached video game component or anything like that. So, although, yeah, you know, this piece is saying Warner's... I don't know. I, I I wouldn't be surprised if if Disney snatched it, but then I wouldn't be surprised if Universal did because they don't really have a, a crazy lot going. So this would be huge, you know. So I could see them throwing a lot of money behind it all to to kind of really kickstart their whole situation. But um. Yeah, supposedly a decision should come early summer. So, hey, that's not that far away. So, yeah, we, we, we should find out soon where Bad Robot will be calling home. Um, so, word recently came that um, Chris Hensworth was looking to take a break from films and all the work. But... He is open to, um, you know, possibly appearing in James Gunn's Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. That, um, you know, it's, it's not kind of scheduled to hit until 2021. Because Gunn is, you know, tied up with the Suicide Squad. Um... You know, and at the end of Endgame, four goes off with the Guardians. Marvel has a comic called As Guardians of the Galaxy. So, as a concept, this isn't a stretch. You know, it is a possibility. It could happen. Uh, and Hendworth did say recently... I'll work with any of those guys. A guardian of the galaxy. That's actually great. Um, I'd play that character again. I love it so much. Especially if there's something unique to do again with it. I felt like the last three films were very, very different each time. So, yeah, who knows? You know what I mean? That, that's a possibility, right? Word has also come that Keanu Reeves might be up for a role in the upcoming Eternals film that is going into production in August. Um, and that is a really good segue for um, the fact that uh, the upcoming Bill and Ted face the music... Well, you know, we know that um, Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter are returning for the film. But there's a big part that we didn't know. 
who's going to play their daughters? Well, that has now been settled as um, Samara Weaving and Bridget Lundy Payne have picked up those roles. So Lundy Payne will be playing Billy Logan, who is the daughter of Ted Theodore Logan, Reeves' character. And Weaving is Thea Preston, the daughter of Bill S. Preston Esquire, who is played by Alex Winter. Um, yeah, and in this film, like our characters are now middle, middle-aged best friends, but they're still to fulfill their rock and roll destiny and write the song that will change the world. But a new adventure beckons when a visitor from the future warns them that only their song can save life as we know it and bring harmony to the universe. Um, so yeah. Hey, that's, um, yeah, that's good. Um, Chris Matheson and Ed Solomon are uh, writing the script and Dean Parasot is directing um, and the film should be coming August 2020 so uh, yeah that's I mean that's exciting the last two films were great so yeah looking forward to that and finally um, a a few years back, uh, Tarantino wrote a comic book based on Diang- D- his film Diango Unchained, um, which was um, having Django team up with Zorro. Yeah, I know, right? Kind of. Yeah, I don't think anyone would have seen that coming. So, Diango is, you know, he's a bounty hunter working the Western States when he encounters the aged and sophisticated Diego de la Vega. Soon finds himself fascinated by this unusual character. Diango becomes Diego's bodyguard and joins him on a mission to free the local indigenous people from slavery. So yeah, that's the story, man. But um yeah, so word has come that Tarantino has asked Jared Carmichael to co-write a film based on this comic book with him. But um yeah, no no other real information is out there, you know, because I, I think as a lot of people you know, have heard, Tarantino is potentially directing and writing a film um, in the Star Trek universe. So it's whether that happens you know, to what happens with this Diego, Diego, um, Diego film, but, uh, yeah, 
who knows, right? It's an interesting concept. And maybe, you know, it will bring Zorro back. Because I loved those old, I remember as a kid, old black and white Zorro, early mornings, Channel 4. So, yeah, it would be great to get some good Zorro films. Because the um, Antonio Banderas ones, meh, not great, right? Not great. But, yeah, that's it for another episode of Echo Chamber. Yep. The full fat, full fat version is back. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. It was, yeah, it was fascinating sitting down with Benjamin Jones and Kamalama. You know, never thought I'd be talking with the head Buddhist of the Mongolian, um, you know, people. So yeah, that was, yeah, crazy man, crazy. Uh, so, look, share the episode, you know, share with friends, put them onto it, because, yeah, as I said, look, it's an interesting documentary, um, so, yeah, and, um, we will be back next week, and I can tell you now, I, I sat down with Al White, the director of Starfish, um, a film that was reviewed in episode 37, uh, which I I recommend you go listen to because hey, it's a it's a great film. So next week, I'm gonna bring you an incredible conversation that I was privileged to have with Al. Um, so yeah, something to look forward to, right? All right, people. So I'll catch you next Thursday. Go check out films in the cinema on Netflix, wherever you watch them. Have fun. And, yeah, we'll see you then. All right. Peace.